Fans, welcome back. Your three favorite NFL executives are here for episode three. You know, before we get started, Quinn, run through some analytics. You know, we're pretty much micro-celebrities at this point. I know, it's pretty wild. I mean, uh, we have 113 total listeners on the podcast, okay? Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, only two episodes. We've been out for two weeks. It's pretty special. Um, also, we have two listeners from Argentina. Shout out to you guys. And one listener from Spain. So we are going global, ladies and gentlemen. Donde esta la biblioteca? We also have listeners, uh, sorry, listener from <laughs> <laughs> from North Carolina and Washington, D.C. So go. shout out to you. Wow. Uh, you know, thank you to all the listeners. You know, we're glad we're like helping you guys with our NFL executive wisdom. And yeah, so thanks for, thank you for listening. Yeah. You know, after a couple more episodes. Probably have some autographs going on, stuff like that. But, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll meet, save that. Meet and greets. But yeah, now it's time to get into the dirty work of today. You know, okay, so we're going to start off with, we've seen most teams play two weeks now. And we're just going to think of a little rough draft of who we think are going to win each division. We'll start off with, what do you guys want to start off with, AFC or the NFC? Let's go AFC. Quinn, pick a direction of the compass. Let's go to the south. All right. Oh, you start off with that one. <laughs> All right, this is a bit of a controversial one. Oh, my goodness. Me and everyone's favorite Blake here, we've been having a little disagreement over where this is going to go, seeing as he's a Titans fan, I'm a Jags fan. Just disclaimer, I think this division is very much up for grabs. Oh, yeah, it's there's, totally. There's no one like, oh, he's going to win it. This, it, is, this it is, is like a, um, what the Cowboys division was like two years ago. Do you yeah, remember MCs. that when every, trash, when every yeah. team was terrible and like none of them got to 500? But, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm gonna come out and say it. I think the Colts are, I'd say, solidly fallen out of the running <laughs> for. L. I mean, they. I mean, look at it. They tied the Texans, who are awful, and then they not only lost to the Jaguars, they got shut out. And the Jags put up 24 on them. They got spanked. I mean, they ran through them. Yeah, that was that was that was a bad game. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, all of these teams are really really bad, and none of them deserve to be in the playoffs. I would say whoa, okay, that's, right? a, little, no, no, that's no. a little far. Okay? Well, okay, I was saying that I think the Colts are out of it. I or they're not out of it. The Texans I just, are out of it too. Texans are bad. They're just, they're not a good team. I think it's becoming. I think it's going down the season to be a two horse race between the Titans and the Jaguars. I mean, let's let's really run through the list here. Do you, do you genuinely think that the Colts deserve to be in the playoffs? That's I just said they don't. No, they, they don't. don't at right. All. Do you think the Jaguars are a playoff t- caliber team? I think they can be. Yeah, I think they can be too, honestly. Oh, my goodness. Dude, new, they've got... New coach and everything? Yeah, new coach in there who's not named Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence, who's a generational prospect. Like, everyone seems to forget about that just because he had Urban Meyer as his coach last year. A terrible offensive line. Terrible receivers. I mean, they both their running backs were injured last season. And poor Trevor was still there being like the glue holding that team together. And they still pulled out big wins against the Colts, against the Bills, against the Dolphins. So, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to hear out the argument. I will hear out Blake's argument over the Titans because I do think they could also be a playoff team. But, I mean, we could all agree that the Texans are in a rebuild. No, te- and, Texans. Stick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Jaguars are only getting better. I mean, last year was just a joke. Urban Meyer is a fool. And... The Jags are going to be good, and this year I think they could already be, you know, make a spot in the playoffs. But especially the next couple of years, I still think it's the Titans. You know, uh, they got they got significantly worse, I think, than last year, especially with that big injury to Harold Landry and also losing AJ Brown. But you know, Mike Frabel is a really underrated coach. You know, he's he's an amazing coach, and the Titans are always just a solid team. They took a they took a big L week one to the Giants, 
when they really should have won the game. Like, we can't act like, whoa, the Giants are the better team. I mean, it was close. The Titans were up the whole game, pretty much. And Randy Bullock, the Titans kicker, just sold the bag. Honestly, it wasn't even a far kick. It was like 40 yards. Like, you got to hit that, and that's a win. That's, that's a win. This week against the Bills, obviously, it's hard. But the Titans are a solid team. They win games, and they're pretty clutch. They win big games. They won against the Bills last year. I think it's going to be close, like Cole said, but the Titans will win. I bet they'll be around 500, maybe 9-8. and eight. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, whoever wins the divi- this division, it's a 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, maybe even, like, you know, in bad case scenario, an 8-9 and nine team. Like, I, this is not a good division by any means, which is exactly why it's such a cool division to look at and say, like, oh, who might win this? Because it's really, like, it's not going to be a huge margin between the teams at the top. Because they're all going to be, there's not going to be one team running away with it like the AFC East. Like it's going to be the Bills, right? We don't even need to talk about that on the podcast. It's the Bills. Yeah. This division, it's it's a good division, not because it's such a great division, but because it's going to be close. Yeah. And in the past, the Titans have really dominated this division in the last few years, but that is no longer a factor. It is this division is really up for grabs. I will say. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, especially with the fact that uh, Mike Vrabel is a very underrated coach. He's very very um. He's really turned that Titans. Yeah. Former players Titans usually are up. good coaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of he's kind of stayed under the radar, but these past couple of years, he's. I mean, people are starting to recognize him more. But yeah, I do think the Titans are going to get it done this year. Um, just a brief disclaimer: we are recording this basically as the Titans game is happening. So yeah, it's starting four yeah, minutes ago. Starting right now, but up tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we we don't really know a ton about them. Bad bad week last week, but I do think this is probably the this is the best team in the. In their division but i mean to be honest if you look at all these teams they could technically all walk away with this division right if the colts not the texans, not the texans. colts still have a case maybe it's just a bad start Colts still have a case because you got to think about it like they're still going to have a better record than the titans if they would lose this game yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay but if if the jaguars think about it this isn't that far out right if the jaguars stay on pace with how they were last year which was terrible then i think the texans texans are better than last year's Jaguars. And then if you consider the Colts based off of their first two week performances, they also don't look very good, right? Maybe a six win, five win team. And even the Titans, if they follow their week one performance, also a five or six win team, the the Texans can, I mean, they can be a 500 team, I think. I mean, Davis Mills isn't terrible. Um, they, they just need to figure a couple stuff like a couple things out. Damian Pierce has a lot of potential. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a great wide receiver. So I think there's a lot of positives for the Texans. But, I mean, in all reality, it, it's going to be the Titans. Yeah, okay. I think me and Blake are about to gang up on you. Blake, <laughs> would you like to take the first crack at him? There's no way the Titans are getting five no, or six they wins. Are not. That is way too low. The five I, or six wins is a team like, I don't even know, the the Jets, maybe. Yeah, and, and Jets are a five or yeah. six win team. I mean, the Titans are better than that. It doesn't matter what happens. They're one of those teams, kind of like like the Steelers. They're a solid team. They're going to win games more than you think. And it's also, they're a lot long, younger than you guys think. Like, a lot of their team, they drafted like eight guys in this last draft. Traylon Burks, they're, all those guys are just going to get better while the season goes. And they had a slow start at the end of the beginning of last year, too. And they were really good in the middle of the season. So I could see that happening. Derrick Henry gets right back on his feet. They're not especially good team, but they're going to get more than five or six wins. I, I mean, just to clarify, this isn't what I th- like really think is going to happen. I'm just saying this division can go any which way if you really think about it. No, and, and I appreciate that, you know, for sake of argument, maybe just for right now. But yeah. I, I, I don't think the Texans are 
a good team by any means. Pulled out, which is why I also am very low on the Colts because, I mean, God, if they tied the Texans and then get blown out by the Jaguars, that's not good because those are supposed to be two of the bottom feeder teams of the league. Jaguars, maybe, like, they're proving people wrong. Good-looking team. But, yeah. Okay, next division I would like to just quickly touch on. Actually, maybe not quickly because there's some good debate. AFC West, who do you guys have? Chiefs. Chiefs all the way. What about you, Cole? I mean, I want to say Chiefs because of how the Chargers did last week, but it's hard to look past that Herbert injury and say that didn't have... I mean, even with the injury, Herbert went out there and balled out. And so, and that was in Kansas City at, in a primetime game, which is like, you know, one of the toughest environments in the entire NFL. I mean, that's like an SEC-type environment. That is just craziness. And so I, I really like the Chargers in division. They have to, you know, now go out there and prove it. Herbert might be out for a few weeks. But I, I wouldn't just say, like, oh, it's easy Chiefs. But I definitely do think the Chiefs could take that spot. Oh, not at all. I don't think it's easy Chiefs at all. I just It's just so hard to get bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. He's just so special. And Herbert's special, too. But Mahomes is just different. He's just exceptionally good of a player. And this Chiefs team, it's a lot of people were kind of down on them after last year. They seem really set up. Their defense looks good. Justin Reed filling in for Tyron Matthew looked really good. And I know this Chiefs versus Chargers, they're two of the best teams in the whole league. And the, the game was really close, but I just have a little favor against, towards the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I, I have the Chiefs as well. I mean, over the, the first two weeks, it doesn't seem like this division is going to be quite as competitive as I think everyone thought it would be. The Broncos look Hackett very, is horrible. Very no, I, I got to say, I'm really low on the Broncos. Hackett is the worst coach I've no. ever seen. And they beat, they beat the Texans by one touchdown after losing to the Seahawks, who are bottom feeders in the league. They went out and got their butts handed them by the Niners, who just lost to the Bears. The NFL is so weird right yeah, now. And, and I wanted to be high on the Raiders, too. But they just, that game last night just frustrated. That was hard to watch. I like the, Bron- like, I like the Broncos. I, I want They're them to riding. be good. But, I mean, they are not riding. Just like Blake said, I mean, Broncos country, let's ride, but it, it's not happening. They're not riding. Ru- Russell Wilson is not riding right now. Uh, I mean, that offense just like, oh, it looks so poor. The, I mean, if they have any playoff chance, I mean, honestly, their defense looks pretty good. I mean, Justin Simmons, um, a, like a lot of secondary talent across the board. Um, but, I mean, that offense just has no spark. Okay, what Blake? What you freaking out about, bud? <laughs> oh, I just I just put the Titans game on for a second on my phone, and uh, they they sacked Joe Josh Allen. So oh my goodness, and it wasn't even really a sack. Like he just like they were about to sack him, so he just threw it to the ground. Hey, you know? hey, it's it's all good. Gotta love our teams. All right, cool. So let's uh let's move on. How about the AFC North? What do you guys have for that? Oh God, the division of mid. Uh, okay, it's a very you, you, mid saw, division. you see one TikTok and you think it's the no, division no, of mid. It's, it's not, not one TikTok. It's just looking at this division. I watched their games this weekend. No, no one. They're, they're like you know the AFC South is the battle of bad. Like all those teams are relatively like not good. <laughs> this is the battle of like just average. The Browns, average. Steelers, average. They each team has like that one spot on them that like is holding them back. Like the Steelers are a good good team. I mean they're a playoff caliber team. Other than their quarterback position, the Browns they're a really good team. Also, other than their quarterback position, you look at the Bengals. Their offensive line is selling that team. You've got oh. great skill position. You've got a good defense. You've got good uh, quarterback. You know, I mean, Joey B. I feel like people are it's giving him right. too much hate. 
that offensive line is terrible. Yeah. The only ones who have really stood out to me, and I'm going to pick them to win this division, are the Ravens. I think Lamar, he's he's back. He's doing really well. I love to see Lamar doing well. Had him in fantasy, gave me about 45 points this week. <laughs> love to see that. And the Ravens, they have a good secondary. They've got good rookies. Their receivers are finally coming alive. So, yeah, I'm taking Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to defend the AFC North just because I'm a Browns fan. I don't think it's the battle of mid. I think uh, the major contenders for the AFC North uh, division title, uh, the Ravens, Browns, and the Bengals, they've all just gotten off to, like, very slow starts. Like, the Ravens and Browns both choked um, against teams they should have beaten. Um, and I do think the Bengals are going to figure it out, but I think the Ravens are going to win this division. Lamar looks excellent. Um, Devin DuVernay and Rashad Bateman are proving to be a very, very good du- duo. And Lamar Jackson is, I mean, really starting to feed the ball to them. Um, you saw against the Miami Dolphins game, two very explosive offenses. But, um, I mean, and the Ravens' defense is always super solid, so... I do think the Ravens are going to walk away with this uh, division again. Yeah, I, I triple that. I think the Ravens will walk away. I think the Steelers are going to put up more than more of a fight than people think. And I just don't know about this Bengals team. Their O line is horrible, like Cole's saying. So people, a lot of people are high on them. I'm not really sure what they're going to do this year. I don't think they're that good. So I think the Ravens are going to take this division. That was a hard game against the Dolphins, but they're better than that team. And so. I think I think the Browns and Bengals could definitely contend. Jacoby Brissett has looked good enough to keep the Browns in contention uh, long enough um, before until Deshaun Watson gets back. But it's going to be an uphill battle for them, especially after losing to the Jets. I mean, every win matters in the NFL. Um, and then the Bengals, they got to get it going soon. Otherwise, they're going to fall too d- into too deep of a hole. They're not as good as a, as a Chiefs team where last year they got off to a really slow start and were still able to dominate, get a winning record, make the playoffs. Uh, win their division so yeah and then all right I think we should do one more division it's a division that I'm pretty in between about and it's the NFC East I guess yeah we can skip over the AFC East obviously the Bills no, we, are gonna win that said, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Bills. yeah like, that's not fun to talk about the, the AFC East sorry which one you say NFC East. NFC, oh, East. NFC East I got the Eagles for sure yeah right. it, this this one's pretty clear yeah. Eagles you know I I want to say Eagles but this Cowboys team is enticing me you know, what? I, I what? they are enticing me. I think Cooper Rush didn't seem too bad. I mean, they just beat not the defending all. AFC champions. Like, that's not bad, not too shabby. And, you know, they got blown out by the um, Buccaneers, but that's week one. You can write that off. Team didn't play well. But, I mean, I'm not saying this Cowboys team is going to win the division. I mean, I do really, really like the Eagles. But I'm saying don't sleep on this Cowboys team. It's a team that's always good. You know, it's just... I can't just write him off like a lot of people have been. I mean, to be honest, Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> no, come it, on. I'm Stop. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he definitely looked better. But um, what what has enticed you about the Cowboys so far? What is a what is a positive that you have been seeing? I've been, you know, what, even though Zeke isn't phenomenal, him and Pollard together have been actually making a pretty formidable duo. I think their secondary Trayvon Diggs locked up Jamar this weekend. Trayvon had a great week. Really happy to see that. He had a good week. I mean, that's like everyone's that's everyone's big thing is always just interceptions. I finally feel like I'm starting to see like him like truly be like that lockdown corner in you know, the interceptions will come with that. So I'm happy to see that. Just overall they've got a good D line. 
you know, I think their coaching, I think McCarthy's not a terrible coach. You know, I just, I like the team as a whole. And, you know, while I'm not necessarily saying they're going to run away with division out, maybe they don't even beat the Eagles. I'm just saying don't write them off. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, I mean, the Cowboys played great and they hardly beat the Bengals. I think the Eagles team would have smoked the Bengals this last week. The would Eagles not. barely beat the Lions. Yeah, the Lions are a good team. The Lions are a good yeah. team. The Lions are they honestly they the honestly Eagles. could contend <laughs> for yeah. the NFC North uh title. And so I let's talk about that. I mean, that division is kind of up for grabs this year. The Packers don't look very good in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh. I think it's the Vikings for sure. I mean, the Packers did just kind of smoke the Bears. I, I don't know. I feel like the Packers like when you when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you're always in that run, and that's just the way it is. Back-to-back MVPs. I like Rodgers a lot. Bears, I think we can write them off, right? They're not. They're not. Yeah, I mean, that. it's kind of an annual tradition for the Packers to kind of to smack the Bears a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, mean, just a quick note. Oh, can I kind of say this oh, real quick? Oh, oh, uh, this is not even a hot oh. take. It's just so obvious. Do you guys also just hate this every year Packers versus Bears? It's not a fun rivalry it's anymore. So, okay. It's so okay. They give a primetime so game average. every year, and I'm just gonna say it. Pa- watching the Packers play is just so n- not. It's so boring, oh, like, especially bad. against the Bears. It just I never want to watch that game. And I love watching every football game. Can they just stop this? It's not a hype rivalry. It's not like the Bears ever win. And even that the Bears don't win, the Packers aren't even fun to watch. No, and they just they always every year they play it off as oh it's such a historic rivalry. I mean, there were so many better games this week that I think should have been like the primetime game. I think Seahawks 49ers, that's at least a better rivalry. I could justify putting them on there. The Ravens Dolphins. Oh, Cardinals, Ravens, Cardinals Dolphins. Raiders. Yeah. That was a great I mean, game. Yeah, the, the, both of those yeah. would have been much better games. But everyone's just, oh, it's such a historic rivalry. I, I'm i kind of over it. All right, and I think we should move on pretty soon. I mean, how do you guys feel about the NFC West real quick? I think the 49ers are taking it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm Jimmy G really is kind of is kind of the king of mid. I think. I mean, that's all you I, need. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, they made a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I, I would like to second Blake. I think the Rams are wildly overrated. I mean, yeah. you get smacked by the the Falcons are the worst team in the league. No, I am not even kidding. No, they get <laughs> smacked around by the Bills, and then they go and barely beat the Falcons. That's not good. That is really, really not good. Yeah, Quinn, uh, quickly, I, what do you what do you I think? Mean, I got the Rams. I mean. Really slow start, but I mean, if we're looking at it from a talent and like player standpoint, the Rams have the better roster than the Seahawks, um, uh, the the Niners, and the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is pretty much carrying that team right now. Single handedly carried the Ra- um the Cardinals uh to beat the Raiders. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but I mean that two point conversion did basically like. Uh, I mean, he balled. He balled the fourth quarter, and uh, uh, and then overtime in order to get the job done there. And then the Niners are just like, I mean, with Jimmy G, they're the same team every single year. And that same team goes to the Super Bowl and makes the playoffs. Right. Quinn, stop! You can't do that. Quinn, it, they made not the a NFC Championship point. this year. They made the uh, the Super Bowl the year before. The only reason they even lost the NFC Championship this year is that was because of a Jaquiski Tart. Yeah, can't catch the ball. Thank you. They no. were in the Super Bowl off one catch. <laughs> Saying they are the same team every year with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a compliment. Yes. That is a compliment. That, that's, the, that's what it's good about the, what the 49ers. What a horrific they're, take. They're so solid on every part of the field. All they need is a medium, a mid quarterback, and that's all they need. Okay, okay. 
Blake is about to put us into our next segment here. I think we're going to wrap up divisions, but I would just like to say a little apology to my dad for shitting on the Rams. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get a rebuttal. No, you're done. Oh, well, You've wow. lost your speaking privileges, Blake. So, so you guys are going to agree with what are we? Word the, count, word count, you, word count, okay, word what, count. Just say, just say, just say. What do you? You guys are going to disagree with basically every NFL analyst ever about how, that Jimmy G is mid and gets kicked. oh mid i'm agreeing no he's i mid. agree he's mid no he's mid by the way trailer right? just caught and, and it's, first down oh, stop <laughs> and then uh, i can't wrap my head around jimmy g and the niners he's he's just so mid just like, watch the tape for okay, the past I two have years gotten so you, that's lucky. enough to wrap you know your head around. you know so how, lucky the past you, two you know years. why kirk cousins gets so much hype why? Because he's mid, and that's all they need him to be. I know. When you're on a good enough team, sometimes oh, you just you need a nice, safe quarterback. Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy. Well, oh, you got to be kidding me. Taylor Lewan is hurt. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay I got to stop looking at the game. Okay, okay. Bring us to our next section, Blake. Uh, next section, you know, it's been two weeks, like we've said. It's it's not the whole season, but it, it's kind of obvious we can tell. There's been some fantasy L's. You know, we kind of describe this as someone you drafted pretty highly that just really hasn't showed up. It's been two weeks now, and you're kind of starting to get worried that this is a bust. Uh, you know, I'll start right off the bat. Kyle Pitts. Like, oh no! I am the. I love Kyle Pitts so much. He's literally he's the best tight end prospect of all time. He was drafted fourth overall, and he's a tight end. Better tight end prospect than T.J. Hawkinson. You oh. think? You got? Are you? I, I can't tell if he's serious I, or not. I can't tell if he's high. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if he's serious. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's the best tight end prospect. Oh, of all time. that's not up for grabs. It, he is cool, right? He's yeah, the best no. tight end prospect of all I time. I mean, fit, from a physical overall. Spin. Yeah, I know. Like, when when else? But is we can all agree that he's terrible. That he's not terrible. No, no. he's not. He's quit, not terrible. L's all day. Oh my bro. god, this is this is not a good pod. Uh, for you, anyways, everyone everyone can argue about Kyle Pitts. I still have trust in him. The coach was a little weird about this ain't fantasy football. We ain't throwing him the ball. They should get the ball to Kyle Pitts. I feel like it's still going to happen. I drafted him early. I'm not getting rid of him. I'm still going to start him. I, I, I'm just a little worried, and it's starting to bother me. Who wants to move on to the second person? Um, I'm going to take one. I know. I was talking about it with Quinn earlier, so he's going to jump in here in a sec. Ezekiel Elliott, he's he's really been disappointing. He's gotten 5.9 points both weeks. That's really not good for a guy who you probably invested a third, fourth, maybe, if you're on taking him low, a fifth-round pick, but... I mean, you took him with a top five pick for sure, and this guy is not giving you anything above six points. Uh, I did not take him with a top five pick, but um, what round did I you mean, take him? I took him. Oh, do you mean like no? Sorry, no I one took him the top five. Picks. I know. Yeah. you took him thirty third overall. Yeah. That oh, means you took him third round. Yeah, sorry, I I I understood what you meant, but yeah, I took him third round. Uh, I went wide receiver, wide receiver, just kind of because Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel fe- uh, fell to me, so I felt that was better than the running back. Uh, who were available. Um, yeah, I have Zeke down as well, unfortunately. Um, Tony Pollard is actually like the feature back on that team. If if you watched any of the Cowboys game, Ezekiel Elliott was like run blocking for him so much. It was it was actually pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, Zeke is a fantasy L. Trade him away right now. He's so garbage. He's good. Uh, Pollard is good. Yeah, Pollard, Pollard is Pollard's a better running back. Good. I will agree. Zeke Zeke is pretty much an L. I mean, he just he's he's never going to be out of. I mean, he's still going to play every game. He's just he's just going to be mid every game. You know. I mean, his ceiling is super low unless he gets like a crazy touchdown run. Yeah. But he's not even explosive anymore, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Don't don't expect this guy to drop twenty eight anytime soon this season. Yeah. I I mean, I think his maximum is maximum is like eighteen. Yeah. And following that up, another running back who I feel is just. Such an L, Travis Etienne. I put him pains, on my list too. Pains me as a Jaguars fan to say it, but he's just how many points? Let me see. 
8.5 and 8.3. Yikes. For well, guy, look at the carries, though. Look at the carries next to James no, Robinson. Four carries and nine carries. And I was watching the game this weekend. James Robinson is the RB1 there. It, it's clear. You know what? We all forgot why he was an uh, NFL top 100 player two years ago, right? After his rookie season, everyone's super high on him. Then he gets injured last season. The Jaguars take ETN, and, you know, everyone seemed to kind of like he slipped out of their minds. He is back. He's showing why he's back. I think James Robinson, if you're going to have a Jaguars running back, he's the one to have going forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Travis Etienne was drafted in the third round in a lot of leagues, expecting that James Robinson was just kind of going to go invisible. But obviously that did not happen. James Robinson is a solid running back. And, you know, he came off that injury, like Cole said. He's still going to live. He's going to keep playing. Travis Etienne is just was not worth the pick at all. And I can pretty much confidently say that. Yeah, he's definitely the same caliber of mid with uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I um I also have down George Pickens. Um, after his preseason in practice, he looked like a menace. Like, I mean, he's always kind of a menace, but um, he looked like he would be like a decent fantasy draft pick. But he has gotten like no points. He has not gotten anywhere near double digit points this year. He's gotten like three and five. Um, yeah, he's only had one reception in each game. I, I yeah, really like yeah, this take by no, you. No volume. I did, but was he even drafted high enough to call an L? No, but just the I fact mean, that, like, I mean, I mean honestly, everyone was, like, like he, he was, the thing was, he was a second round rookie, but he was drafted in every league. A lot of people are really, 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 really high on him saying, oh, like, you know, he's NFL young boy and this and that. And you <laughs> see him like, he like, he's garnered a lot of attention. He had a really good preseason too. He was making those insane catches. And then he comes out and he's just a non-factor. I mean, he's the wide receiver four or five on that team. That's not worth a pick. So, yeah, I, I really like that take by you, Vig. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he he was probably drafted ahead of Jahan Dotson this year. Oh, he's been good. Uh, I have Jahan, him on my team. He's yeah, a touchdown. I, I, had, I had Jahan Jahan. Dotson actually as uh, kind of transitioning into one of my fantasy dubs. Um, he has been excellent. Um he has a great connection with Carson Wentz, especially in the end zone. Um, he's, I mean, he's been the wide receiver one in my eyes. I mean, but the commanders, I mean, offense, offensively, their wide receiver core is, like, very, very good. But, I mean, their QB play and O-line and kind of everything else is, like, super, super bad. But Jahan Dotson, I think he's, like, great value going forward. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think John Dotson's really good, and his touchdown upside is huge. But I still want to talk about a couple L's I have, one of them being Darnell Mooney. You oh. know, I think Darnell Mooney kind of has a similar problem to Kyle Pitts, and it's not at all his fault. It's just kind of this this Bears offense is just horrible. The O-line is horrible. I mean, Justin Fields has 180 yards in two games. I mean, he's throwing 90 yards a game. That is insane. Like, that's, that's like a mediocre receiver. Yeah, it's like... It's those players who have all the talent in the world. And they're just but they're frustrating. Just, they're just underutilized. It's just so it, It's hard to see because Kyle Pitts is such a talented guy, but they just they just don't use him. Same thing goes with Darnell. He's a really talented running back or receiver, and they just they ignore him in that offense. I mean, look at the end of last year. Darnell Mooney was exceptional. He played so good. The second half of the year, he was, he was averaging like 18 a game, which is super big. I put, I put my flex. I thought it was a great choice. Yeah, like Cole said, it's just it's not his fault at all, and it's really frustrating to see. Yeah, another guy like that this week, at least I saw it, was Jerry Judy. Another, he's just he got hurt, so it's a little different. I know, but he's a talented receiver, and you know it's just it's hard to watch them not 
be able to play to their full potential, whether it's an injury, whether it's your offense just ignoring you. Like it's those guys that just they're talented, but there's just reasons why they're not getting to be up to their full potential. They're they're hard to see. Yeah, kind of going back to uh, George Pickens. I, I just confirmed that George Pickens was uh, drafted 30 spots ahead of Jahan Dotson in our league. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on to some fantasy Ws. Uh, the first person I have, uh, Quinn, you want to start? Uh, yeah, some fantasy dubs. I've got Michael Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Cole's going hey. to be very happy about this take. Uh, I mean, sure, he's taking a step down. He's not the best wide receiver in the league anymore. But he's still the wide receiver one on the Saints. He has a great connection with, um, with uh, what's his face, Jameis Winston. Uh, he got 22 points and 18 points. He's the wide receiver seven so far. I mean, for a guy that was drafted in the mid-rounds um, of fantasy football leagues, I mean, he has proven to be an excellent uh, choice. Yeah, I would just like to tell everyone a little story. You know, we're doing our fantasy football drafts. Everyone's there. All of a sudden, early in the fourth round, boom, I take Michael Thomas. They laughed at me, everyone. <laughs> they giggled. They smirked. What did I do? I said, screw all of you guys. I took my boy. And now look at MT. That's why he's one of the best receivers in the league. He's been out for a year or two. So what? The last time he played, he set the NFL record in receptions. He's back. He already has three touchdowns in two games. He's put up 22 points and 18 points. I am so happy to see Michael Thomas back. He's back and he looks super healthy. I mean, the yeah. main worry was that he just wasn't going to bounce back the same, but seeing those touchdown catches, seeing those toe taps, he looks healthy and he that is a massive fantasy W. Drafted in the middle rounds, he's going to be huge. He's wide receiver one upside for sure. Another person I have is fantasy W, which is just obvious. Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> oh my goodness, is that guy good? You know... You know, what, what What do you think his ADP was at? I don't actually know, probably. I'll probably, check right now yeah. for our league. I mean, just just kind of referencing in the first episode, if you listen to it, you guys know that I talked about Amon Ross St. Brown and the Detroit Lions. Uh, I said, like I said, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the feature of this offense. He's going to get the ball. He's going to be the star. And look what happened. Yeah, he was a fifth-round pick in our league, people. And, I mean, let me see. How many points do you have? He had 40 points this week, 20 points last week. Okay, look at this. Over the last two weeks, 12 targets, 12 targets. He's had eight receptions and nine receptions and three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's had 20 and then 40 points. He is a fantasy superstar, and he's getting 12 targets every game. I don't see that slowing down. I mean, remember the end of last year, how powerful he was? He's just making that even higher right now. Amon Ross St. Brown was a massive fantasy W, and he's going to be a league winner, let me tell you that. Yeah, I... Uh Totally, totally agree. Um, de- definitely a player. I mean, even in dynasty leagues, I mean, whatever league you are playing in, he is going to be a menace. Yeah. Um, another fantasy dub I had was Jalen Waddle. Um, some people might not consider him a fantasy dub, but I mean, with Tyreek Hill now on the Dolphins, I think people expected his production and his fantasy value to go down. But to be honest, it's kind of gone up. New head coach, Mike McDaniels. I still can't get over how that guy's a head coach. He really looks like he could be uh, your local store clerk at a CVS. But uh, besides that, um, he's created quite the offense. Jalen Waddle's playing excellent. Um, both games he's balled out. Plenty of targets, double-digit points each week. Um, and I don't see this stopping anytime soon. So I'm actually going to have to disagree with you, Quinn. 
I actually, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Waddle's really good, and he's had two good weeks. Let me finish. He dropped 40 points this week. Come dude, on. Dude, let me finish, all right? You've been taking L's all day. Now's not the time for you to try to <laughs> talk back to me. All right, I've been top three in scoring in our league two weeks in a row. Meanwhile, whoa, you're whoa, one whoa. and one. Okay. So back off. <laughs> no, no, whoa, no. Whoa, whoa, Cole whoa. is finishing. Cole is finishing. <laughs> I, I think Waddle's a good player, but the thing is, now is the time to trade him because his value is at sky high. I agree with that, honestly. Because, I mean, dude, you are going to get so much. I mean, people are, are out here thinking Waddle's a wide receiver one. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. He's maybe a solid wide receiver two, maybe a flex, but I just I can't justify having Jalen Wall as my wide receiver one like some people see him. So right now is probably a good time. Get like a solid haul of starters. You know, get some solid running backs or receivers for Waddle. But like, you know, I I, I just over the course of the season, I don't see him putting up 40 points every week like he did this week. I just, it's just not. Okay, no one, no one can expect anyone to drop 40 points every week, but I well, that's but that's like yeah. the hype and around also, him right now. Week yeah. one was alarming. Not like week really? one was not a good week for Waddle. I mean, even though the points were good, Quinn last. I mean, he, Quinn his whole thing was that he was the target machine. He was the most targets out of any rookie of yeah. all time. He only had five targets. He had week five one. targets. Week and one. His, all of his points, basically well, all on of his points, one catch. Yeah, it was a forty-five yard touchdown. He, it was a crazy comeback. So game he's a deep week. threat. Who doesn't want a deep threat? I don't no, want but that's not what Waddle is. Yeah. They have Tyreek. He is a deep, a threat. deep threat. Waddle is a target threat. Waddle is a Wa- slant man. Waddle's very much like Michael yeah. Thomas. Okay, and what does that say? He got five targets and still produced. A oh, all, I'm that, not good. all I'm saying is that it's a, it was a little alarming after week one that Waddle was this guy who was getting eight or nine targets every single week, and all of a sudden he got five, and all his points were pretty much off one catch. I mean, this game could be an anomaly. He had 19 targets. That's not going to happen anymore. I can no, tell yeah, you that. Because the Dolphins were playing from behind. They were throwing the ball And Tua a had ton. the best game of his I life. I've never seen Tua play like that. But they were throwing the ball so much in that game because they were trying to build a huge comeback. That's never going to happen again. I think you can or trade him. maybe really it'll happen. But yeah. now is the time to trade that guy. You're going to get a ton of value for a guy who you probably invested a sixth or seventh round pick in. This this Now is the time to trade him. This is going to be a great episode to go back to at the end of the uh, NFL year just to see if I really did take uh, some L's. I'd be happy to admit it if... Uh, that's the case, but I can't wait until um, until the end of the year. So Another person I think is a is a fantasy W for sure. You know, he was drafted 104th overall. Is Drake London? I mean, not of oh, course yeah. not 104th overall in, in the NFL draft no, no, in, no, no. in our fantasy league. He was very highly drafted in the NFL draft. I don't know what eighth overall or something like that. But he is very much a W. I I was hoping a lot of these targets would be more towards Cal Pitts, but it seems like Mariota and London have this real connection. I mean, he had. He's had 70-plus yards in both of his games and seven-plus targets in both of his games. He just had a 25-point game, and I really don't see that slowing down at all. I think Drake Lennon is a solid flex starter, and he's really a fantasy W after being drafted really late in drafts. Yeah, I I really, really, really like um, London because I think he's just a big target. He's a guy who's going to get a lot of catches. You know, right now they don't have the best quarterback, but, you know, in a year or two when they do finally, you know, we're going to assume the Falcons get top five pick this year. They get Stroud or they get hurt or um, Bama. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. <laughs> Bama. Gosh, I'm just blanked there. Or even like Will Levies from Kentucky. I think any of those guys are a massive improvement over who they've currently got there. So, yeah, I, re- I really like him. Another receiver who I think's a big dub, Christian Kirk. I second that. Six <laughs> receptions both weeks. 17 points first week, 26 this week. 
yeah, I think Christian Kirk, he's proven why he's getting paid. Christian Kirk's a dub. Yeah, there was nothing more talked about this offseason than how bad Christian Kirk's contract was. Like, what is going on? Why is Kirk getting paid, whatever, $90 million, whatever it was? I think he really is proving that he deserves that. He is a real wide receiver one on that team, and he's going to be the reason the Jaguars win multiple games this season. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, uh, Christian Kirk has definitely surprised me. Uh, I was not a fan of that contract. I, I still don't think he's worth uh a hundred what is it like 130 million i i mean i don't think he's worth that but he i mean fantasy wise he's he's been playing really good i gotta give it credit where credit's due um i mean currently he has been playing like a 130 million dollar man but um yeah i i i think he's a great uh fantasy draft pick um another player i'm i think is uh a fantasy dub is nick chubb for some reason this guy is like, people are always down on this guy, fantasy-wise, going into the year. And he just continues to prove people wrong. Nick Chubb is the is the running back one in the league right now. Um, but he's balling out. He has, like, four touchdowns at least throughout the, um, the past two games. Uh, I can't say anything better about him. Sweet, yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about fantasy W, so let's move on. Some controversial topics. We've all, you know, tried to gather a couple things we can argue about. Wait, wait, wait. And uh, you know, let's just let's just bring it on. Who who wants to start? I guess we could start with the one that we were just talking about earlier. Who would you rather have right now? Just because you know, CD was of course drafted higher, but CD versus DK, they both kind of have a weird quarterback situation right now, and I think it's interesting to talk about because I kind of think DK Metcalf would be better 100%. as of right now. I I think DK is the better wide receiver. CD Lamb has not proven anything so far. Um, I mean. Just two years ago, DK Metcalf was one of the best fantasy wide receivers in the um, in the league. Uh, I think he definitely still has that potential. Um, he just needs a little better QB play. But I mean, overall, from a wide receiver standpoint, I would rather have DK Metcalf. I just think CD Lamb's upside is so capped with Cooper Rush. I know. I mean, Cooper Rush is good, but he's just he's not gonna he's not gonna be getting twenty five point games. DK is going to be pit or miss. DK is now in that Mike Williams conversation. He's gonna have some 25-point games. He's going to have some 7-point games. Just how it's going to work. That offense is not that pass-heavy, but you know DK's going to catch those deep bombs, and every once in a while he's going to have those huge games. I think I would rather have DK on my team right now than CD. Plus, CD Lamb is kind of like, his effort just does not okay. seem to okay, be Okay, okay, okay. I'm he talking now. He doesn't seem to be a grinder. I'm talking now. I got, I'm disagreeing. I'm disagreeing hard with this because CD Lamb, you look at him over the last two weeks, he's gotten 11 targets in both games. That is a lot of targets for a player. In the first week, he only got two of those catches, mostly because the Buccaneers' defense was locking up Dak, and then Dak went down, and it was just such a barn fire of a game. But now Cooper Rush, he got to settle in for a week, and CD put up 15 points, and I think he's going to be a lot more consistent than uh, DK Metcalf. And, I mean, let's not act like Geno Smith is some great quarterback. Like They both have crappy quarterbacks. I don't know why you're trying to make that argument. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I think it's interesting because they both have bad quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, but... I. So I would I just I would rather have CD Lamb. I like that he's getting way more targets than DK, and I think over the long run, over the course of the season, that will turn into more points consistently. And if I'm looking at these two receivers, neither one of them are like wide receiver ones, but they're more of like flex plays or wide receiver twos. And that's a spot where you need more just consistency. You're not looking for boom or bust. You're looking for a solid 13 to 17 points every week. That's what CD's going to give you. DK, he's not going to give that. He's put up seven and ten. 
those are as the wide receiver one and not even against phenomenal defense. Yeah, I, I see what I mean, you're saying, but I mean, sorry, go ahead, go sorry, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, I mean, you also, de- I mean, Cole, you saw that deep bomb to DK that got called back. Yeah, yeah. what do you think his point total would have been if he caught that? It would have been much higher. I mean, I, I, I agree what you're saying. I think it just depends on your priorities. Some people kind of want that upside at flex or wide receiver two, and some people want that consistency. And it really is depend what you want. But DK will have those weeks where he's getting you 25 points, and I'm confident in that. Yeah, so basically I'm looking at it from this perspective. I do have DK Metcalf on my team. He's on my bench. But if I was offered a trade just straight up CD for DK right now, who has CD in our league? I don't know. Johnny. Johnny. If Johnny just straight up proposed that to me, I would accept it. I would just, I just, I would rather have that because I think I've got my top two receivers locked down pretty well. I got AJ Brown and I got what? Oh, no, never mind. We're good. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. I mean, someone. Anyway, no, tar- but targets are good, but I've got AJ Brown. I've got Michael Thomas. So I'm stacked at those. I, I think I just, I would rather just have a consistent flex. Yeah. More. I mean, I mean, targets are good, but I mean, results is really what matters. I mean, CD has gotten four points and 15 points. It, it just does not seem like a wide receiver one to me, right? CD Lamb is supposed to be the wide receiver one of this Cowboys team, and he has not been a wide receiver one. Um, just just a quick note because we're watching the game. The Titans just shut up the the jet on the, the Bills on fourth oh and one. Oh my! And they have the ball and it's seven seven. Let's Blake, go. you went focusing on the pod for a minute. <laughs> Come on, buddy. This okay. guy's been quiet today. Moving on, um, I kind of have an interesting segment. I wanted to talk a bit about college football, and one of the controversies I have in college football is who do you think is the better quarterback, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? I think it's Quinn Ewers. From oh Texas. No, no, okay, okay. Joking aside. I Young. I'm gonna go CJ Stroud. I just like Thank you very he, much. He reminds me a lot of uh Justin Fields, just in terms of his arm strength and the way he's able to stretch the field. And so I, I like him a lot. And I think Bryce Young benefits greatly from being behind that Alabama offensive line with those Alabama receivers. So I while while I really like Bryce Young and I fully believe he's a top five caliber pick. I would just rather have C.J. Stroud. Uh, there's no one as cool and composed, especially in tough games, than Bryce Young, and I think that will really yeah, show Texas, off. Against Texas, he yeah. did show that. Yeah, that will I, really I show off in the NFL, let me tell you that. I, I know he's undersized a little bit. There's questions on you know Alabama's such a stacked team. His receiving core isn't even that good this year. I mean, compared to Ohio State, it's really not that good. Yeah. Bryce Young is just someone who I just think of as just such a solid guy. I don't really see him. He's really smart, doesn't make that many mistakes. I think Bryce Young w- should deserve the, the, one, the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, that surprises me. But um, I'm a big college football fan. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Bryce Young is probably one of the most calm and composed players I've ever seen. But C.J. Stroud is, I think he's a, he's got a better throw. Um, Bryce Young's throwing motion is a little long. He takes a while. Not to say C.J. Stroud doesn't, but I think C.J. Stroud's a little more accurate. Bryce Young does have, like, he does have that clutch factor in him, but I mean, CJ Stroud's just, uh, he's straight up a baller. He's a pro style quarterback. Uh, he's got, he's got it all. Uh, he could be mobile when he wants to. He's got pretty good pocket presence. Um, I mean, those receivers help quite a bit. Um, I'm an Ohio state fan myself, so I watch every game, but I do think CJ Stroud is, uh, the better player. Yeah. But a kind of an outside take here by me. I really like Will Levis. I mean, I too. not necessarily better than good. not necessarily better than these two, but look at Kentucky. I mean, they're three and zero right now. 
that's a good team. Smacked Florida around. Smacked Florida. I mean, yeah. I also think Richardson is just not a great quarterback yeah. down there. He's, he's really. He's not. He had like an 11 QBR this week, <laughs> backing up a terrible week against. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's a sophomore right now. He'll have time to grow. But I, Richardson, I feel like he's just right now he's he's not going to get it done for Florida. But Levis, I think he's deserving of a top 10 pick. Maybe if like Carolina's down there at like number eight, that'd be a good good pick for them. I think Young goes number one or two with Stroud. You know, that's going to be like the Falcons up there, right? Maybe Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh would be a good fit for Levy's if they didn't have Pickett they right do. now. We'll see they, how that goes. They just invested in Pickett, and so yeah. Anyway, that's my little like I wanted to like throw him in there because I do really like him. You know, and I was talking about this earlier, just kind of just to finish it off. I heard an interesting thing about you know the Panthers. They they drafted Matt Corral in the third. They just signed Baker Mayfield, and they have Darnold. But Matt Corral's out for the whole season, and Panthers are not that great of a team. How would you? As a GM, what would you do going into this draft if the Panthers ended up getting a top three or four pick? You going for a quarterback or no? Yeah, why not? I don't, I mean, this past QB class was probably one of the worst we've seen in a lot of years. So I think the Panthers could benefit getting um, one of the QBs from, I mean, such a, I wouldn't say a rich class of QBs, but... There's probably three top guys, right? Uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis. Um, so I think the Panthers would benefit of uh, out of taking one of those players. Yeah, I mean the thing is, uh, Corral was a third rounder this year. You don't really take a third rounder thinking he's going to be, you know, phenomenal. Maybe like a solid backup. Maybe you throw him in for a season at starter. But I mean, now that he's injured himself, you know, he's behind two guys on the death chart. I just I can't really see the Panthers saying, wow, we're going to stick with Corral. He's our guy, especially with Baker and uh, Darnold, both of which I'd I think are better quarterbacks than Corral. So, yeah, I would, if I'm Panthers and one of those three is on the board, I would definitely. No, yeah, no I agree. It just it, it would be a little weird to not even give Corral a chance at all. It's like No, he, and they'll give him the chance to compete for the job. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but I mean, he's that not going to beat him out for that job. Yeah, like, I mean – a QB pick, like, in the second round or in the third round is kind of a backup young guy that you're keeping to replace an old quarterback. A guy like Kyle Trask I'm looking at right now. Uh, he was picked in, like, the end of the second yeah, round, I think, right? Backing up Tom Brady. Um, right, that's that's kind of their future, if you think about it. I mean, I don't know if it's a good future, but, I mean, it's kind of their, yeah, their yeah. plan, I guess, maybe. Maybe a backup plan. But so the Panthers, Matt Corral, third round, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, right? Especially with Sam Darnold and Baker already there. I just don't quite see a super clear path. But if you do take a guy like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, yeah, you're gonna show up. They're in, straight to the dirt. Yeah, you're gonna go to straight. Top. Yeah, you're gonna go straight uh, to being a starter. Maybe you throw on Matt Corral to throw in some a little competition. Yeah, like during training camp. Okay, yeah. but you give him some first team reps. Yeah, I, I then just to change this thing up a little bit. Let's say. Baker plays really good. Really well. Yeah, really well, I should say. Sorry. <laughs> Let's say Baker plays really well. He's still Baker. Do you still go for a quarterback? I think if Baker plays well enough to get them outside of a top 10 pick, yeah, I would I would stick with him because this Panthers team is not phenomenal. Yeah. But if he takes them out of the top 10, because not only does that you know mean they had a solid season, but it also takes away those top tier of quarterbacks. Now at that point, I'm looking at that like kind of second tier of first-round quarterbacks. And I'm saying, hey, like, we've got a guy who balled out for us last season. 
let's stick with Baker. I think, honestly, Baker playing mediocre, which is what I think is going to happen, is the worst thing for the Panthers. Yeah. I think he either has to be bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he either yeah, has to be yeah, bad. Yeah. And they're confident. Like, okay, we're drafting a quarterback. We're rebuilding. This is going to happen. Or if he plays good, then you're like, oh, I'm confident, well, you know? I mean, yeah. Be, okay. Yeah. If he plays well, then, then, you, then you're confident that you can, you can keep playing. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing with the Browns is, like, he had been, I mean, after the playoffs, um, even then he was kind of playing, he was playing above average, but then the other years he had just been average, 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 average. He wasn't playing really good. Uh, maybe the last year he was kind of playing on the lower end of, uh, on the lower end. But um, yeah, the, the Panthers definitely don't want to fall into that same issue that the Browns did. And the Browns ultimately um, made the decision to get rid of him. Um, but yeah, I think if Baker, if Baker goes five hundred, or it'd be better, bad. It'd be bad. I think you it, want him to do bad. Yeah, yeah. Because if, 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 if he does if mediocre, pan, yeah. If he does mediocre, then half the fans are going to want to keep him, and it's just going to become confusing. And yeah. they're going to end up keeping him, and it's, they're going to be looking back at, oh, Bryce Young, what a superstar! You didn't take him. You want him to do bad, so you're just confident in your decision. That's what I think. Or you want him to do impeccable, so then you're set for the future yeah think. but still even i would rather just draft a quarterback than have baker i think so too i mean baker has like uh he's got it in him to be very good but i mean that guy's puts i mean seemingly equal amounts of work into his commercials than he does football tom brady's a guy where there's not a lot of commercials about him he grinds uh he's like and that's why he's the best of all time he doesn't have the best arm talent he's clearly not the best athlete but i mean he certainly has better work ethic than anyone else in the league. All right, cool. Well, uh, you know, guys, you got anything else to wrap it up, or what do you guys think? No, I think uh, I think that was a good episode. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. Well, you know, if you're still here, thank you for listening, and have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Over at the bye week, boys. See ya.